1: Find Neurofin Savant 100 liquid capsules for 29 dollars at Chemist Warehouse.
2: This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ.
3: Wherever she goes, I go, we roll.
1: Welcome, man. It's a big good morning to you wherever you are in the country, tuning in to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Hope you had a good weekend. There's plenty going on. Just watching the end of that Six Nations game between Scotland and France. France getting up in the end. It was a hell of a test match, taking them 79 minutes to get over the Scottish, the Scots 32. 21 in the end to blow out that scoreline. But it was a wonderful match to watch. And, uh, well, France are staying alive, chasing down uh, Ireland, who actually were taken right to the brink of it. Up against a, a very passionate Italian team over the weekend. But there was plenty happening and we'll be talking about it all throughout this morning's show. A big good morning to Kempi up there in Auckland. Morning, How you n- doing,
4: Kimpy? Good morning, Nevada. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Got a couple of uh oh, couple of boys out there in the kitchen. Robbie and uh Nivs are in there. Joe boy with his birthday, his twenty fourth birthday on the weekends decided to have a a lazy Monday off, and um, I don't know, I, d- I didn't know, birthdays went for three days. Um, but yeah, he's obviously getting up or catching up on some sleep, but now, nah, big weekend, mate. Big weekend across the board. Um, super rugby especially, I thought, geez, those rules, those changes that they made to super rugby sped the game up. It was so good to watch. Mm. Um, yeah, and oh, six group ones is always a good day horse racing. So plenty of, uh, I'm pretty sure plenty of people got their pockets filled on the weekend, uh, including yourself.
1: Oh, I wish I could say, Kimpy. I know you, I know you messaged me yesterday because you're full of yourself. But anyway, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I know you, you messaged me nice and early, you know, on a Sunday. I thought Kimpy must be in a nice mood. Hey, mate, how'd your tips go over the weekend? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> well, yeah, Kimpy. Yeah, they didn't go too well again, but that's okay, that's okay, it was, you know, the, I can't keep up with the Oracle, can't keep up with you mate, you, you you, had a great weekend of tipping and it was an awesome weekend of a sport, and particularly the Super Rugby and uh, well, uh, it was hard, it was a tough old Friday, it was a tough old Friday for uh, Canterbury Crusader fans, for the Crusader fans and you know what, I've taken my armour off. I've taken it off. I'm expecting it left, right, and centre this morning. From vulnerable. All of you, You're out vulnerable.
3: There. From, yeah,
1: Mark. No rugby talk today, Mark. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> I am with you. But I am ready to cop it all. Send them. Double eight, double three. Send it through. Or you can just be humble about it and sit back knowing that the giant will sleep another week and come back. A ...better and bigger force this weekend. But hey, Kempe, it all started Friday night. You touched on it nice and early. Super Rugby, it is back. And uh, just on that, uh, we've got a nice wee giveaway today, actually. and you know, it's only fitting. I'm down here in, uh, in, in Queenstown. It is a big week in terms of golf within New Zealand. The New Zealand Golf Open taking place Thursday onwards this week. And today it's a great day because the best bit of feedback... ...a text, a call, a tweet or whatever wins themselves a pair of the all-new ZG23 range of golf shoes from Adidas, which are available this Friday. We will announce the winner at 8.45. So, double eight, double three, or 800 or even flick us a tweet, uh, tweet on Izzy and Kempy for breakfast and uh, the best bit of feedback will win those shoes. I haven't even got a pair. I'm with Adidas Golf and I haven't even got a pair. So, hey. You'll even beat myself to get yourself a pair. So you know what to do. Give us all your feedback. But Kempe, it was a great weekend to see Super Rugby back. Oh, I'm with you. I thought the laws, the, 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 the ball and play. Speeding it up. You know, the open, the speed of the game. It actually worked a hell of a lot for teams. It did. But it was a downfall for other teams as well in terms of the Crusaders. I thought they looked underdone, mate.
4: Yeah. And it did expose. It exposed... Um, a number of players, didn't it, because of the the quickness that the game was being played at the, the you know get at it get it out get it back into play and it opened up the blokes that like to run the football. I, I thought Damien McKenzie was outstanding in that number ten jersey. So uh, right across the right across the board, I thought, you know, the Blues looked really good. Um, the Canes, you just those. Oh, they, only way to put my finger on it is those guys with real attacking ability, it seemed to work for them a hell of a lot better than it did for the teams that like to grind it out. And the Crusaders, you know, no one no one remembers the start of the season, they always remember the, the end of it. Um, mm. Although they lost to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs were really happy, you could see they were fired up for it, especially Brodie Ritalik, I thought he was probably the best out there um, on the night, just the way that he was playing. I didn't know the big guy could move, so he was so subtle on his good. feet. Um but yeah, it was just a, a real good, I, look, I I enjoy watching rugby, but I enjoy it when they open it up, and guys, you get to see guys' talent, uh, and there was a lot on show over the weekend, uh, rag, rag, su- rugby, super rugby, it was going to be a real good competition, 100%. Oh, I thought,
1: throw to Retell at I thought, like, over the last game, he'd come back from Japan, He he's just probably lacking that size and, and that, you know, ability to, to make a... difference in that contact era on the weekend he looks big but he looks mobile he looks very fit as well Mm. so his ability to get around the field that is as big as assy he's an absolute mongrel around the around the field but he can move he can get into positions to make a difference with ball in hand so he's, yeah, worked extremely hard in the off season. He's got a size back. And then his combination with um, Sammy Kane, you know, the big three, you had Damian McKenzie, Brody Retellick, and you had Sam Kane. First time, second time in 71 games that those three have been available for the Chiefs. And then when they're the big three are available, wow, the Chiefs are absolutely flying. Mm. I thought they were outstanding. Sammy Kane. Really made a statement over the weekend. There's always been those doubters out there, and they'll they'll continue to be there. But I thought he put, took took a step in the right direction. His movement around the park, he was physical. Look what him and Brody did to young Cullen Grace, mate. Yeah, broke old Cullen Grace's uh, shoulder, dislocated his collarbone again, or, or made a fracture. And we haven't had a wee update, but mate, it wasn't good luck. But that's what happens when you run into two big shoulders defensively. Very very good. And just on the Chiefs' attack, I I really. Got to um, a pre, uh, um, you know, give kudos to Roger Randall, Roger Randall, and that Chiefs attack was phenomenal. Mm. And last year they were very good in that Chiefs. They should have won the semi final last year in Christchurch. They had so many opportunities to put that Crusaders team away, but they couldn't. Well, that uh, on Friday night they had all the opportunities, they put them away with ease. But Roger Randall and that Chiefs attack, like, look at the way that they all the no matter what numbers on your back, Kimpy. Like, those forwards begin it, and they're looking like they're a genuine threat, and then just that last minute, no look. They just know that Damien McKinney's going to be out the back. Mm. They flop it out the back, and then they hit that guy that's in space, and they hit a hole, they get behind the vantage line, and then they attack real quick. It's lightning quick ball, and it's just hard and hard to defend. So,
4: Especially oh, Chiefs, at that yeah. pace. Especially at that pace. Mm. When you got Saul Kolo then you've got uh, Tokio, Iho, uh, Tokio out there, he's just running those little short lines and he's taking three or four defenders along with him and then they're bending the line and then it's Damien out the back. You know what I mean? You, and big Sean Stevenson on the wing, mate. Jeez, that kid can play. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> He's a, he's a dead set bolter for the World Cup this year. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, they got they got strike all across the board as as the Crusaders. Like, just loved watching how many good players were out there on on Friday night. Um, especially, it was a good start to the the Super Rugby.
1: And, and there's been a bit a lot of. A focus on the ten position too, Kempy, with knowing that Bodie and uh, well potentially Bodie, but Richie Moonga is heading offshore, so all the eyes were on Damien McKenzie and seeing how he could take to that ten position. I thought he absolutely nailed it and, and potentially outplayed uh, Richie Moonga. It's hard when you you know you're going backwards and and your team's not giving you any good ball, you're not be able to showcase what you are. But I thought Damien showed great signs going forward to the future that he has more he is more than capable. Of taking that 10 jersey and dominating. Sean Stevenson, you did right. Wow. Shooter. Shooter Shooter Stevenson, they call him. He was very, very good Mm. at the back. But we're talking uh, a bit of rugby. And and just on that, we're going to just lead you into a nice wee question of the day.
0: Question
1: of the day. It's a bit early, it's a bit early, we've got a fair bit to get through but I thought it's just only fitting we rip straight into it because there is plenty to talk about and there's always plenty of messages coming through from Stephen and Mark, we'll get to those shortly because the best bit of feedback will win themselves a brand new pair of ZG23 golf shoes from Adidas which are available this Friday. And we'll announce the winner at about 8.45 this morning. So you've got a couple of hours to send your feedback through. But I can't wait. Question of the day. Did Super Rugby just become 100% better and faster with the product with these law tweaks? Let us know. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. 0800 already alluded to it. He loves it. I'm a huge fan. Ball and play. We're actually seeing teams having to work extremely hard for long periods of time so it's questioning their fitness which I actually think can be, if I'm going to be completely honest the Crusaders are, were very underdone mm. they they looked just a, a couple of footsteps off the mark you know in terms of their fitness And compared to the Chiefs and compared to the Blues I just thought they were a little bit off um, so they're going to have to really find something in the next couple of weeks but the Lord Tweaks love it absolutely Absolutely love it, speeding the game up, ball and play, throw it around, none of this mucking around, referees making a call, whether it's the right one or the or the wrong one, we are human, we're going to make mistakes, but I just love it, ball and play and the refs having to make a decision.
4: let and you hit the nail on the head, I think a few of the coaches will be waking up on Sunday or Monday and going right, we need to get some more um, time into these guys legs. You know, we need to up the up the ante at training. We need to keep the ball in play. I think I think training sessions along along um, all of the super franchises will be up a notch this week, given the fact that because some of the, some of those scores, you know, like the the blowout between the Blues and the Highlanders, just some of the scores have really exposed some people. And um, yeah, I'm I'm expecting this week to be like there's some real good matchups this week too. So I'm expecting this week to be no different. It's um, well they'll well they'll. Out there, and and they're all sorted. The the Blues, the Hurricanes, the uh, Chiefs. They'll make they'll make hay, mate, while the sun shines. While the other teams try and catch them.
1: When you think of the Blues, Kimpy, first thing spring to mind. What springs to your mind?
4: Apart from the attacking, oh, just the attack, mate. The bl- old Blues. You know, when yeah. I first saw when I first watched Super Super Rugby when it first came on, I was up in England playing, and Carlos and the boys showed up. And, the, and it was the blues of old and I'm like mate you've just opened up this can of worms with the blues <laughs> they can be anything
1: oh mate honestly when I think of the blues first thing that springs to my mind Mark Talia yeah Mark Talia on the wing oh my oh my he is something else I don't know what it is about this kid he doesn't look like he's going to bowl you over or you know he's going to hurt you but every single time he gets a ball
3: he's just silky
1: and he breaks the first second tackle with ease every single time like you watch that run and in the second half he gets the ball he fends off about three people and then and then I'm like okay someone's going to get him now and then he steps and then he shrugs off one of the biggest guys on the park And, and he just keeps going so he fights for that extra 30 meters he has put his hand up from a year last year when he went on that All Blacks in the year tour, and they absolutely loved him. Hearing signs they were a big fan. This has put the big pressure on Reese. And well, it, I thought Sever Reese on the weekend was, was very average, if I'm going to be completely honest. I think he was um, trying, but just all over the show. Unpredictable. And the Mark Talia, honestly, that, that jersey is his for the taking. He 100%. is something else. Something else. You agree, Kempe? 100%.
4: Yeah, like man, I think the Talia's, the Stevensons, thats what we want going into the World Cup years. We want players putting pressure on uh, incumbents to make sure that they play out of their skin to get in that jumper. Mm. You know what I mean? And on the first round, you'd have you'd have Talia and Stevenson on the wings, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. If you're picking your All Black team, so but that's what I mean. Like it's the beginning of the year. We've also, we've already lost Callum Grace. Um, you know, you've got injuries and all those parts to play. You've got form dips and troughs and and so and so on. But the signs are really good. That's the other thing that I thought about was World Cup, yeah, man, exactly what we wanted. We wanted to lift up an in intensity and attacking a flair and ability and these guys that could play get some confidence, then that's the best thing to do to take in a World Cup.
1: Yeah, no, nah, it's 100% Kippy. It's great to see the rugby back. There's plenty going on. We've still got a test match That potentially might be decided today. New Zealand's showing a bit of fight and a bit of hunger to go to day four. And uh, we'll keep you up to date throughout the morning in regards to the test match. But a couple of messages coming through, double eight, double three. Good morning, lads. Just one on Friday night's Crusaders game. How the hell was the TMO going to let that tackle with direct contact to the head go? What a clown. Cheers, Steve. I guess you're alluding to Ethan Blackett's yellow card, and I love that. They go off, and the TMO's got eight minutes to make a decision where it can be upgraded to a red card. So uh, direct contact to the head. Is the other card he was sent off. Another one from Mark, Morena team. Love the new Super Rugby. More time and play. Exciting. Made me look forward to next week. The Crusaders will be sweet. We always start slow. Still on track to win it. Yeah, you did right there, Marky Mark. Still on track. That's what we do. And uh, another one. Best bit of feedback for golf shoes. Izzy is don't do what you did last time on the, <laughs> the Charles tour. And you should be sweet. Oh, I hope not. I hope not I uh, blew out But the best thing about this Is if you're out of the hole You can actually pick it up And walk off Because it ain't about you The amateur It's about the pros So if I spray it Best thing You don't have to finish the hole So I won't be getting 13 shots on one <laughs> hole This time Marky Appreciate it And Chris How about those Chiefs 13 plus I can't be, if you remember 13 plus Was 7 bucks For the Chiefs to win Unbelievable And Plenty. And I nearly I nearly vomited. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <sighs> oh, and it come back to spite me in the bum. But anyway, I can't wait question of the day. Did Super Rugby just become 100% better and faster product with these little tweaks? 0800 811 on the Kinard Tire phone line or double eight double three. If you come through with the best bit of feedback, I'll give you the new range of Adidas golf shoes, the zg twenty three. I haven't even got them yet, so hey, we'll announce the winner at 8.45. Keep those messages coming through. we got a big show as well, Kim Pete. We're going to be talking cricket. We're going to be talking some racing as well. I love racing because, oh, you know, after a pretty dire Friday night, it was all made better around 10 o'clock later on that evening with Jamie. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> and now, you know, I don't even I want to talk about it, but anyway, you know what I mean. I'll be up and about. We've got Steve Devine coming on later on the show. We've got Mitch McLennigan. And we're gonna talk some boxing because Jake Paul will be firing uh, later on this morning. So we've got a big show talking all things sport. You're listening to Izzy and Kemp before breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house, the fragrance. <laughs> Welcome back. It's uh, Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast. Breakfast. Call anytime on the Ken Tire phone line, 0800 150 811. Ken R Tire's high and big. Visit Kenartire.co.nz or give us a text on the temper bedpost, text machine, temper and bed post, range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort. And a couple of messages coming through late, and particularly from our good man there in Gizzy, Joe from Gizzy Kempy, Morena Brothers, I feasted on a weekend of sport and racing, devouring every bite with glee. <laughs> had a ripper with a four-timer punt with pango. Ty- Tokyo Tycoon Levante and had the blues by 20 points. Coming home, get this donated my winnings of 3k plus to the local cyclone cleanup so satisfied my soul more than i can say love the speed of super rugby and comparing it to the circus nation is the future at international rugby as well best game of the weekend was the pacific island clash which was an old-fashioned hash up so bring on the weekend mate love that from (laughs) joe mate that is awesome yeah. Weekend, I don't know, but if anyone else can top that, because you might win those shoes. That is so good. we got some good people out there in the community, Kempi, showing some heart, and we've got other messages coming through. But how good is that from Joe?
4: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, he was saying on the weekend, too, to, um, Tokyo Tycoon, which just absolutely blitzed him. It was just mm-hmm. a, a, a a lay down that one. Yeah. Um, and going into the blues but twenty, you know, is uh, Levante look, a decent four uh four legger there. Um but to give it all back to to the to the cyclone, to the people that are suffering down in the east, east cape, um, yeah mate, well done, Joe. That's awesome. Good start to the morning.
1: So good. So good. And Mark's already come through with his size. Mark, you anything. Come on, mate. Size 12. <laughs> thanks. Morning, boys. I must admit, the Super Rugby finally lived up to its name. It was super to watch. The one thing I said to my mates is the fittest teams will do best no matter what you've got to get those Ks into your legs. If you're going to get left, or you're going to get left behind, that is from Mark. Appreciate it. Appreciate that message coming through, Marky. And another one here from uh Dave from Caraka. Good morning boys. Yes, Izzy. Sailors off the pace. Chiefs had a great game. Along with blues and Hurricane Stevenson looks on fire as tale, as as Tails Wild. Well done to Pango. Cheers from Dave in Karaka. And there's another one there from our good friend from Tauranga. As well there, Mark, do you want to read that one out, Kimpy?
4: Yeah, a couple of questions, Mark goes, do these rules only apply to Super Rugby? Do you think the international game will accept them? Jeez, I hope they do, because it's just speed the game up. Personally, I don't think they will, which is a shame, as like the Northern Hemisphere is like the relish that type of slowdown, um, slowing down the Southern Hemisphere teams, it's a disadvantage for the for them. Also us playing the fast paced style, will it frustrate us in the World Cup when we go to the Northern Northern Hemisphere and get slowed right back down. I actually think that's a really good point. You know, we're gonna be playing, you know, fast, exciting football and boys look like they enjoyed it on the weekend, especially our attacking elf our, our blokes with a flare. And yet then we go back up to up to the Northern Hemisphere and they get slowed down again.
1: Yeah, I hope they can. I hope, they, I hope the, the international rugby board are, are watching what's unfold, unfolding down under Kempi. But whether they are or not is a different uh, kettle of fish, but they just tend to do things their own way out there. But there's some innovation there that could make this game an even better product. So let's just watch this space and see what unfolds. And I've got to read my message from my <laughs> sister in law there in Hawke's Bay. Yeah. Game of the weekend was definitely the Chiefs versus Crusaders. <laughs> Love the outcome. The Crusaders just can't win. If they can't cheat, then it's from Brad Yule. <laughs> oh, I was,
4: yes, babe, I was waiting, waiting for weekend. that one all morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course he has. Of <laughs> course <laughs> he has. <laughs> he has. <laughs> he has. Oh, don't worry, Brad. I gave Izzy a little uh a little text <laughs> yesterday morning on my walk just to just to remind him for a friend. I'm pretty sure that was you that I was reminding him, how did his tips go on the weekend? Especially that one on Friday night. Mind you, he got one, which is the main one, the one that got him paid. Yeah. In Pongro getting home at um, Canterbury Park. So but the rest, oh my lord.
1: <laughs> yeah, I picked the drawer. I picked the drawer and they got up by two points. But that was a great game. But yeah. Tough weekend to tip anything. Keep those missions coming through. I guess what guess what, Brad? You're definitely not wearing any shoes, mate. So ha <laughs> unlucky. It'll be hard to top Joe from Gizzy. You gotta be doing something fantastic to get that done. But anyway, everyone can be a chance, so you know, let us know. Feedback and you can win a ZG23 Ranger Golf Shoes from Adidas. I hear they're pretty snazzy. How good. We've got some headlines with Robbie coming up, and there's plenty as well. You can go into tell for a chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet at around eight, uh, 640, so 0800 150 But headlines coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs>
2: S-E-N-Z. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Time for some headlines this morning, boys. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. I thought I'd give you a bit of a cricket update to start, you know. Start start kind of easy for me. You know, f- <laughs> First, first headlines. Man. Yeah, so I'm going straight into some cricket with a bit of a recap of day three. Um, Started the day. Blake Capps, 138 for 7 ended the innings on 209 thanks to Tim Southey's 73 off 49 balls including five fours and six sixes. So it's a 226 run short of England's score. We got asked to bat again and thank goodness for New Zealand cricket fans we actually formed a partnership at the top of the order for the first time in who knows how long and the wickets falling being Conway caught Pope, Bold Leach for 61 Latham LBW to Joe Root for 83 and Will Young, Bold by Jack Leach for 8 and then Kane Williams Williamson and Henry Nichols ultimately set up shop but I guess you could say it worked and we finished day 3 on 202 for 3 Williamson 25 not out of 81 balls and Nichols 18 not out of 70 balls Williamson also is just 3 runs behind Ross Taylor for the most Ooh. all-time test runs for New Zealand so fingers crossed we might just see a bit of history today uh, also in the history books Tom Latham became the 7th New Zealander to pass 5,000 test runs and this is what he had to say
1: no, it certainly wasn't in my mind. I didn't, uh, didn't know how many I needed to get to that point. But
2: um, I guess yeah, you look at the some of the names that are on that list, and uh, certainly very proud to uh, I guess to, to have that many runs. I think uh, you know when I first started, I think you said nine years ago, I probably w- wouldn't envision myself being on that list. So um, you know, hopefully there's a
1: few more few more left in me. But um, yeah, it's obviously a, a proud moment f- uh, for me
2: today. And to the Women's T20 World Cup Saturday morning New Zealand time, South Africa pulled off a huge upset in the second semi-final, taking down England and making me feel a bit better about our performance. Uh, The final was a slightly different story this morning, with Australia led by Beth Mooney, 74 not out, scored 156 for 6 from their 20 overs, which proved a bit much for South Africa, only managing 137 and losing by 19 runs. So that's your headlines boys with uh, Bunnings Trade. Trades and Builders, power your business with Bunnings Trade power pass. Oh,
1: Robbie, 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 <laughs> that was outstanding, Rob dog. You well, feeling good? Yeah, I'm,
2: We're I'm, fe- I'm feeling good. We'll, 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 see. We'll see what the 7:30 and 8:30 is like because that was cricket. <laughs> oh, we got a few well, that, to that come. Was cricket. We've got some different sports to cover. Let's. <laughs> Don't worry,
1: oh, Robbie. You'll good. be fine. Just as on the cricket, can be Just good to see a bit of hunger and a bit of fighting the dog from the Black Caps. And they're put under hell of a lot of pressure. and, and just on that, when Tim Southey comes out and scores seventy three as a bowler can bat a wee bit, but as a bowler, you must be frustrating as one of those batsmen that have been uh, you know, cheaply dismissed in terms of the black caps. Look, honestly, when you hear from the, those schools, you know, like Williamson's twenty odd off eighty and then uh you got um uh, who else is in there? Latham? Is it Latham with him, Robbie? Sorry, I was listening.
2: Where's my Someone mic? There we go. You. Uh, what, what, what's your question? What you, who's, who's? So,
1: Kane's, Kane's on 20-odd. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 20 yeah. Odd Henry, Henry Nichols. Off about 80 balls. Henry Nichols is on yeah. uh, 18. 20-odd, you know, off 70 balls. Yeah. So, you know, like, it's whether they can just, you know, they're 28 runs shy from passing England, so they've got a, a bit of fight to, to go. But do they push on and try and get a result? They're 1-0 in the series to try and even the ledger. Or they're just batting down the hatches. Like today is a real defining day. This could be the day that it's all wrapped up or or New Zealand show some hunger and some fight to put some runs on the board and put England back into bat. So yeah, well, how do you expect it to be played? Can they show some some uh, attitude, some, some aggression?
2: Yeah, well that's the thing. As you say, today's definitely a really defining day for the test. I, I think we we have to we have to try and by our definition, I don't think trying is going to be charging down the wicket and trying to hit sixes. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. think we need to, I mean, realistically, we need to try and bat all of today, try and score 150, 200 runs, and then maybe bat for another session and then try bowl them out. That's kind of the only way it's going to work. Like, I. I I think we've we've got to be careful about declaring too early because obviously we know how quickly they can polish off runs. Um yep. so yeah, that's gonna be a big thing. But also day day five pitch, if we put them in late on day five, you know, it could it could do a bit more. We could get a lot from the pitch uh, from a bowling perspective. So, you know, it's obviously we are we are far from favourites, but you never know.
1: Yeah, big day, Kimpy. Thank you, Robbie, for that wee update and a little insight on the cricket. Big day. In terms of the cricket Kempy like we really need a bat all day. They, they Williamson stay has got to start. Day. Yeah. Williams has got a start, so that gives me a bit of confidence. But we need to stay out there and put some runs on the board and put some pressure back on England. They are still in the driver's seat right now.
4: Yeah, a hundred percent. That's coming up. They'll come out today mm. and they'll try and take New Zealand out. Um but they've got to stay in there all day. They've got to bat all day. So I'm not expecting a ton of runs to be coming. I'm expecting them just to to anchor in and try and get through the day.
0: Yeah,
1: they need to keep churning over the scoreboard. And Williamson in there with, with Henry Nichols, who needs a big innings, Henry Nichols, He's on his, well, He's he's been a little bit underdone the last couple of, uh, couple of test matches. And he's you know, show some... So some confidence and repay the selector's faith in young Henry Nicholls. But show some fight. The only thing that that worries me is going into day five. This pitch is starting to break up. It's starting to get a bit of turn. We've got Michael Bracewell in there. But is there anyone else that can offer maybe a little bit of turn? Because spinners are going to be big. Knowing what Leach is doing with the ball at the moment for England. So there is a bigger test match. It is getting down to the juicy part of the match. They're heading into day five. They trail by 28 runs and they need a big old day with the Willow in hand. And uh, we're right behind them. Hopefully they can show some grit and some determination. I know one man that wants this test match to be wrapped up because he wants to come down to Queenstown. That is the one and only coach. Bears (laughs) Bears McCullough, <laughs> he's hoping it's all wrapped up today. But hey, they're still in the fight and hopefully they can uh, put some pressure back on England. Coming up, we got Quizzy Dag yourself, giving yourself a chance to win a $50 TAB bonus bet up for grabs. 0800 150 811 on the Kennards High phone line. Give us a call right now and you can give yourself a chance to win that $50 big one from the TAB. Call
3: Quizzy that
1: come play it This is how we do it. Quizzy that come play it Quizzes on the line Just one at a time Don't google a lie Phone a friend you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs D be with the prize. 50 bucks if you're wise If you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye This is how we do it This is how we do it Quizzy Deck, come play it Quizzy Deck, come play it 0800 150 811 Now give us a call Wow, wow, yeah I'm up for a Monday morning, yeah Let's go. Man, I'm in a good mood. I don't know why I got pumped. Because you sit, you're oh, sitting hey. in
4: Queenstown in a beautiful little digs in a golf <gasps> course with <gasps> your new shoes on.
1: <laughs> I don't have my new shoes on, <laughs> Kempe. No, no, no. I don't know why. I'm just uh, It's just a good day. We're acting for a big weekend of sport. There's plenty to talk about. It's hard to actually cover it all. You know, when you when there's so much going on, you got to remember Jake Paul, Tommy Fury today. So who's going to win that fight? But anyway, let's rip into the quiz. Lammy from P North has got his chance first off the off the ranks. How you doing, Lammy? Oh, morning, in the morning. in the morning, morning.
0: Let's go, brother.
1: <laughs> yes, Pango, Did you get yeah. on?
0: Yeah. brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did. Awesome. Well, i was, was got
1: <laughs> Don't bring them up But I was a little bit um, no I was like, come on, come on He's going to win it easy Oh, 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 but tight Oh, got the job done Anyway, he came Good from second team. last to win yeah, He got the job So Kempi will talk about that shortly No doubt But question number one Which team did Manchester United Knock out of the Europa League last week? Um,
5: there was uh,
6: Barcelona
1: Barcelona FC Ooh, big scalp Here we go Question number two yeah. Who did the Sacramento Kings big beat over the weekend in the second highest scoring game in NBA history?
3: Oh, God. Um, was it uh, the LA Clippers?
1: It was the Clippers. Oh. Score finished 176 to 175 in double overtime. Ew. What a score line! I had to take, I had to have two looks at it. I was like, wow, that's a big score. I what the record is. Robbie, if you can find that record, that'd be awesome. Question number three Who scored the most points for the Blues in their 60 20 romping of the Highlanders? Oh,
3: God, no. Actually, three
1: tries because the team. Mark Talia? Mark oh, is incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, Lemmy. Yeah, okay, appreciate your boys, call, brother. Thanks, Have yeah. a good day. We'll go to Mark from Tauranga. Marky Mark.
5: How you doing? Good boys. I've got no idea either.
4: Um, There's only one guy that can score that many points in a rugby team. Yeah. Just think Woody about Bodie? it. Put,
5: yeah.
1: Yeah, Bodie Barrett. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to go away from a goal kicker. Yeah. It's hard to go away from the goal kicker unless terrible. you're scoring six tries to Leah, that's 30 points. But the goal kicker, your yeah, Barrett scored 25. Well, done, Mark, question number four: Linus Olmark became the eighth different goalie to score a goal in the NHL history in the NHL history on Saturday. Which team does he play for?
7: No idea. I so will go for the Kings.
1: The Kings is incorrect. Sorry, Marky. Have a good yeah, day, boy. mate. Appreciate your call, brother. Timmy from Christchurch. Timmy, how you doing? Good, thanks, mate. How we doing?
4: Oh, Yeah, good. I've got no idea good either. Um, have you got a clue, Kimpy?
1: Baked beans, baby. Bruins? Yes, the Boston Bruins. It's <laughs> a good clue, Kempe. 800 150 811 Take on the quiz master. There is still time. We've only got one question left, but it's a toughie. Kane Williamson, Tom Latham, Henry Nichols make up the top three currently active black caps in test run scoring list. Who is the fourth? Uh, is it uh, Henry Nichols? Henry Nichols is incorrect. This is a doozy. Well done, Robbie. No, it's not Henry Nichols. Thank you very much, Timmy. Have a good day, mate. We're gonna go to Brenton from Auckland. How are you doing? Brenton,
8: how you go, brother?
1: <laughs>
9: uh, good, brother.
1: Yeah, hey, good, good to good hear good your brother. voice. Where you been, mate?
9: Where you been? Yes, you. I've been calling, mate,
5: been calling.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, I just haven't heard your just, dulcet tones for a to- little while. Well, oh,
5: there's too many good good players out there now, mate. I'd to get, get down in the list. I
1: don't, I don't get a chance oh, to well, this is, have me, uh... This is your chance. This is your chance. Don't disappoint. Kay Williamson, Tom Latham, from Harry Nichols make up the top three currently active black caps and test run scoring list. Who is the
4: fourth? Oh. Do you have a clue? He'd be out of next, you know. No, he said it. Yeah, I'll give you a clue. He's whacked a d- decent one the last time he batted.
0: Uh, Tim Sauri Tim
1: Sauri is correct <laughs> You yeah, wouldn't believe yeah. it You wouldn't believe it But Tim yeah. is fourth on that list Well done Timmy <laughs> Sauri <Sally>. Well <laughs> done to you Brenton $50 TAB Cheers, bet brother. coming your way Brother good luck With whatever Thanks, you put Mike. that on yep. Awesome There yes, is brother. Brenton winning the quizzy Dag For our Monday morning coming up We got our love racing the Oracle He is
4: back <laughs> Set. Creek
1: in front, Lavonde, he's releasing
7: her on the outside, coming quickly. Lark Creek fights hard, then chase over on the inside. Here it is, Lavonde. Lark Creek won't sit down, but it is Lavonde.
1: She's about a length in front now, and she's shooting for another group one. Lark Creek tries really hard, but Lavonde to the line. Levante soft in the finish. Creek Chasen,
4: yes. Levante made it look all too easy with a Group 1 win in the El Cheapos Wait for Age Classic in Otaki on the weekend. She's so good. That's her fourth Group 1 it is. How good would it be uh, to own that? The Ken and Bev Kelso train fully. And uh, they'll meet up and have a look at what's next, but it's possible that they'll travel to Aussie for the autumn features. But. We've Twice as special
2: and Pungo are
7: slogging this out. Pungo having a devil of time to get past. He levels. He gets there. Pungo right on the post, <laughs> I think, has just arrived and won. Nom de Plume's lead a leader. Manafeet
1: won't sit down. It is Nom de Plume. She'll do the job. Islington lasts down to the line, though, a promising type. And she'll win from... Tommy Darlington County
4: and Liffey, that's... Uh... Well, if you were a smart punter and you were listening on Friday, you just made plenty, because all you had to do was multi those three morals up from Izzy, myself and Louie on Friday. Pongo into non-debloom into Islington Lass would have got you plenty, would have filled your pockets uh, on the weekend. But it was a good week, had by all. Good weekend, actually, some nice uh, Joe-picked-out Thai... Uh, uh, Tokyo tycoon for us in the Matamata slipper. slipper mm. um, he, he actually told us to, to put the Cornella on that and only you know when you asked what it would pay it only paid a dollar seventy the Cornella in that yeah. one so you wouldn't got paid plenty but uh, the boys they did pretty well coming up on Friday with three very good horses to go out there central districts non deplume mm. uh, Islington last and your boy uh, of course Pungo was a good one as he I stayed up and watch that Um got you plenty so lots of racing around the country this week from Auckland all the way down to the deep south we'll have a look at those for you over the next couple of days but just remember uh this is your love racing update we'll come back to you the grand tour racing festivals coming to you call anytime kenna's high phone line 0800 150 811 eat drink and get racing round up your crew and book now at the grand
1: Beautiful Kimpy. thank you for that little update Yeah, it made my Friday night a wee bit better when all got up Yeah, it didn't start too well, still got a lot to learn in that race game But uh, settled well and got the win, so so happy Steve Devine coming up, talking Super Rugby Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota Together we're shaping and building New Zealand <laughs>
4: Yes, good morning, Aotearoa. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. It is four minutes past the hour, seven o'clock, and uh, we have a good show for you up this morning. Coming up, we're talking to Steve Devine, super rugby to get his thoughts on the first round. And then at 7.40, we're going to talk to Christopher Walker out of the UK about this Tommy Fury and Jake Paul. Does Jake Paul pay him off or not? Who knows? That's coming up at 7.40. Uh, after 8, we'll talk to Mitch McLennan also about the cricket and day four, whether or not the Black Caps can bat out the day. We're hoping that they can and of course at 40, one lucky punter will pick themselves up a pair of Adidas golf shoes, courtesy of Adidas, so you've got to stay tuned in for that. And that goes to the person with the best text, and Joe's got a really good one that's coming here. It's going to be hard to beat, but get texting on the temper bedpost text machine, double eight double three. or even if you've got something you want to chat to us, 0800-150-811, um, give us a call and we'll talk anything sport this morning. Uh, yep, it's been a good morning so far, we've got uh, Big Izzy sitting down in Queenstown at the moment for the New Zealand go- Golf Open, he's uh, down there trying out his new shoes, his new clubs, everything new, he's um, he's ready to go. So um, we're going to catch up with our good mate now, Steve Devine, who's uh been happy enough to join us round ones, it's in the books and wow we what a week in a super rugby results we've had, overall the speed of the game was incredible, product was sensational, but it'll be back to the drawing board for a couple of sides. Funnily enough, the further you went south, the more disappointed you might be this morning reflecting on your team's effort. Hey, is he? Steve Devine has no such issues, though, does he? Hosts the Blues Brothers 7.30pm Wednesdays, and without overstating how good they were, his former side were, well, electric on Saturday night. How tip are you this morning, Steve-o? Uh,
6: well, it's not raining as well, so I mean, it's, uh, it's a pretty good start up <laughs> here in Auckland. Um, now, nah, mate, uh, yeah, that, that, they, they they were the school line. I think uh, helped them. I I think there's plenty left in the bank. That's uh, that was my impression. They I don't think they are as happy as they could have been. And um, but yeah, there's certainly there's certainly more to come. I didn't think they played as well as they possibly could have.
5: Oh,
1: Steve! Some damning comments here regarding the Blues. Everyone can look at the scoreline, sixty to twenty, and just think, okay, they were uh, you know just untouchable throughout. But what 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 are the work ons for you in terms of that Blues outfit to really uh, solidify their top, uh, position at top? Um, I, th- I think for you know there was probably a, a twenty minute period in that first half they sort of fell asleep
6: a little bit. They. You know, it was pretty stop-starty. They they really didn't control uh, the speed of their own ball. There wasn't consistent ball at ruck time for them. You know, there were some pretty big traits of last year where they were able to get the ball and hang on to it for long periods. And um, yeah, I think they struggled at times. It wasn't just to me watching it. I didn't think it was as good as they have played, um, which is which is good news. Of course, there's plenty more to come, and it's only at the start of the season. You'd probably expect that. So, um, yeah, I, I was I was happy with the school line, and um, you know, when they get those turnovers, if they're able to get a turnovers from downfield, they're they're electric and they really lit up the field, which is good to see. But I, I think when we got ball in hand, we can we can be a little bit better still.
4: Hey, Steve, what, what do you make of the rule changes? You know, obviously speeding the game up is one thing, but what what did you make of them? What was what what you ta- um, take homes from it?
6: yeah listen the rule changes for me uh, they're not really that big of a deal like I, if they were serious about speeding up the game they they deal with um the injury issue. I think most teams put a person down injured uh, when they really need a rest and that stops the game like for me the the one I would have just changed straight away was if you've got someone down who can't do a scrum or someone down who can't do a lineout it's just a free free kick to the other team and 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 away the game goes i like, um, you know, we might save five seconds, taking a shot of gold here and there, and, um, and those sorts of things. I, you know, multiple collapse scrums are just—it's a free kick to the other team. If you can't set a scrum, it's a free kick to the other team, and, and, and on we go. I think I think that's the more change that needs to happen. Um, but it's just too easy for an opposition team to throw down a hooker or throw down a, a prop, and, and the yeah. whole game's got to stop where um, someone gets their breath back. I, I think that's that's where it should go, and um, that's you know. When there's a try, there's a stoppage in play anyway. On you know, another five seconds, for, you know, saving five seconds there for someone to have a shot at goals not really going to speed the game up as such. Yeah, they'll need to
1: keep the spotlight on that because most teams will try and find ways to find a way for their big boys to have a breather and knowing that the game is sped up, they'll push the laws right to the brink so the referees will need to be all over that. When you think of this this Blues outfit, the first name that springs to mind is a player that... Well, he's obviously in the outside, I played in the outside, so I'm, I'm keeping a real... Uh, uh, look at this player Mark Talia has, hasn't shown signs of slowing down Like He was phenomenal on the weekend I, I was talking to a lot of pundits yesterday down here uh, Around home And I was thinking Mark Talia, Mark Talia But then they were throwing out chat like, oh, he, he plays only one position But I do not see that as a problem Mark Talia will have to be the form winger In, 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 in the country at the moment By, by a long way you know, Thoughts on, on Mark and, and how he's transitioned from a break Right into Super Rugby And just and showing no signs of slowing down.
3: I,
6: I think that was probably one of the more dominant performances we've seen in Super Rugby history on on mm. Saturday night. I mean, he probably beat thirty players himself and, <laughs> and ran for a couple <laughs> hundred metres. So, um mate it, it was phenomenal performance. And, and to be honest, you you know, he he, he was doing it last year. He did it at the end of season for the Umbrella, so, Um mm. Yeah, yeah. Gee, you, you gotta you gotta throw your hat off and say there's a whole lot of wings in the country now. Got to chase him because with a performance like that, that was um, you know that was well that was world world class.
1: Yeah, he is world class. Thirteen defenders over two hundred metres made and uh, two tries to boot as well. He is absolutely flying, putting the pressure on the all back selectors. And in terms of Seve let's flick to Friday night, mate. The Chiefs smashing. The Crusaders, you never write the Crusaders off, but they looked a little bit undone. You think of teams that were looking for opportunities to take a breather. I thought the Crusaders were were just a a hop off, you know, just a little step off it, and they just were a little bit underdone, I felt, in terms of uh, their performance, but the Chiefs were phenomenal as well.
6: Yeah, when the the Chiefs did arrive, they're a spectacular team, and, you know, you look back to last year at times. You know, they they turn they turned it on and, and scored points against anyone. So, um, you know, I remember last year they played the Crusaders down there and they, they did nothing for 70 minutes and that last 10 minutes they scored, you know, 20-odd points and, and won the game. So, you know, the, you've just got to be wary. When they get it right, they're, they're, they're really, really good and, and, and they proved that again. And, you know, they, they take it personally playing the Crusaders down in Christchurch to the Chiefs, and you know, they, they put on a pretty strong performance first up. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, it lights up the season. I mean, everyone just expected the Crusaders to roll on. And, you know, traditionally they start pretty slow, so, you know, they'll be, um, they'll be back to the drawing boards this weekend, and it should be a, should be a tough weekend for the Highlanders, I think, over in, over in Melbourne, because uh, no-one likes playing the Crusaders after a nasty performance
4: like that. No, they'll bounce back 100. Hey, percent And what about um, standout players for you this weekend, Steve?
6: Um, obviously, Mark with the Blues, I thought was was just the, he was next level.
3: Mate,
6: um, it was, yeah, you know, there was some of the some of the big boys weren't too, so, I thought, um, you know, I wouldn't say standout. I thought. At times, was a little bit um, not quite himself, which you expect from some of the All Black boys that are not quite back on their game. They've had a, an extra couple mm-hmm. of weeks off, so um, yeah, mate. I, I thought um, the Highlanders, um, uh, the skipper, the number seven, um, he, he he had a reasonable game. He was pretty strong on the ball. I will give it to the Highlanders. They were they were pretty good at ruck time. They were every opportunity they had someone on the ball. So um, you know they've just got a those silly mistakes in the game, and uh, that I sent through. I, I thought the Aussies across the board. I thought the Aussies were 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 average. Uh, the Reds mm-hmm. committed the cardinal mistake of trying to actually play a game of rugby against the New Zealand team, and they just got blown away. Um, I look at the Brumbies. The Brumbies are a team that don't try and play so much rugby, and 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 you know beat the Waratahs that were I'd like to say probably pretty average as well. So. Um, mate, I think I think that the standouts, will, you know, I think the New Zealand teams do pretty well across the border. It's, it's early days. Um, they, mm. you know, they they have that flair. They have that uh, when they turn it on and get it right, they really can play some entertaining rugby. And that's that was the Hurricanes, that was the Chiefs, and that was the Blues for the weekend for me.
1: Do you feel like this is going to be the same same in terms of uh, the cross competition? You get the Kiwis. You know, playing tongue and toe and tongue and cheek, and just really going toe to toe every single week. And then you think you see the Australian teams playing each other, and they're being competitive with each other. But then they face the Kiwis, and they get annihilated. Do you see something like that continuing when when Kiwi teams face the Aussies?
6: I I, I do. If, yeah, they try and play that high tempo game, and. Uh, I mean I look at the Brumbies and the, the Brumbies are a little bit more structured and they don't they try and play that northern hemisphere style. They they wait for their opportunities, they kick for a line out or they kick for a penalty shot and build some scoreboard pressure. So the Brumbies for me uh, will be um, the Brumbies for me will be the Aussie pick of the Aussie teams if, if they continue to play the way they are. I know the Reds can they the Reds this year they just wanna have fun of, of um, they just wanna play they prefer to lose uh, playing their style. Then, uh, went ugly. So, um, I think we're going to see some entertaining for the Reds when they get it right. They'll go pretty good. But um, yeah, the Brumbies for me, they're just going to play that boring rugby, and uh, they will be the threat um, when they get it. When they do it well, they do it very well. So um, yeah, but yeah, they're, they're, they're happy to do it, and uh, it's not very entertaining, um, which is what we've always expected from the Brumbies. Is this running open game? I, yeah. Unfortunately, I think we're going to play that Northern Hemisphere style, where it's just going to be slow and uh, wait for their opportunities. Pretty boring, playing for penalties and playing for a shot to goal, and, and then the line out drive, um as their as their go-to weapon.
1: Oh well, we got to ask you the question of of scrum halves, and we had uh, two of the probably premier halfbacks out of the game. You got uh, TJ Petanata; he's injured at the moment. You got Aaron Smith, who's on a week sabbatical. So halfbacks, in terms of halfbacks, who who really? surprised you on the weekend and who do you think really took the baton of the Premier halfback after the round? Well, we're only one round in but you know you would have seen you've been watching the halfbacks closely over the weekend
6: Yeah I thought um, Finlay Christie was solid as always he, um, mm. the speeds, the rockies, his clearance of the ball was, was pretty good. Um, he backed up well uh, was around the field, he was everywhere So, um, and also Tava. Um, you know, first game back from a, from a pretty nasty knee injury. He, he didn't have surgery and has just gone the rehab uh, route. And um, I thought he was pretty good. He's got to be maybe the best running halfback we've got in the game. He, he likes to have his hands on the ball. Possibly at time he overplayed his hand a little bit, but, um, you know, that'll come. Uh, they didn't go forward well, the Highlanders, so he, you know, he was still running and, and, and providing options. Sort of behind a, a pack that was going backwards a little bit. So uh, I mean, he, so uh, just a great other option is Fakatava. Like we have Aaron Smith um, mm. passing the ball well and clearly and fast, and Christie does something similar. Brett Weber also does you know something similar, and then and then we have Fakatava who who's not that. He's he's the Plan B option of we have a you know another loose forward out there almost running the ball around the, around the rucks and picking off the slow forwards, and um, he does it very well.
1: So with Fakatava, just quickly before we let you go, with Fakatava, like, I love how he just plays with a free spirit. He doesn't really... It, it looks like he's very unstructured. He, sometimes you don't even know what Fakatava... I don't think he knows what he's going to do, but if you're trying to coach that, do you just take the shackles off and let him play how he's play, or would you like to see a little bit of a, a control in his game? Um, I
6: think you've just got you to work around it. You can't... You know, if you're stifling too much, he's just going to end up like, you know, like all the other halfbacks. And, you know, that's not what you really want. You've just got to... Your players have got to be aware that he's, he's probably going to run from the from the back of the ruck more times than not. He's going to look for little options. So, you know, you are got to... Instead of your forward standing wide getting ready for him a wider pass, you've just got to be aware that they're going to have to truck in and, and uh, help in and around the ruck a little bit more if he gets caught. Um, run those offloads often rather than then standing wide and trying to run off loads off a off a prop first receiver. You just you just gotta be aware that you're gonna have to um take your running lines off your nine that's gonna be moving a little bit, which is you know, it's not it's not hard but I, I guess when he um you know late late in the matches when he starts to do it it gets a bit harder for the four to you know, a bit a bit tighter. Um but yeah great great opportunity for, you know, Frazel and those bigger boys to just to just carve some yards off off a nine that's gonna hold the fence a little bit for you. Uh, he's a great. He's a great option, and um, you know, as last year he got his chance with the All Blacks and against you know the best team in the world, Ireland, and, and you know it wasn't easy for him. And they've got a very good uh, defensive line, but I, I think if he can get a little bit more game time, particularly in that black jumper, he's gonna he's gonna provide something that um, you know world rugby hasn't seen for a little while, and that's a, like a, a really dominant, hard-running uh, number nine. Yeah, he's
1: tough. He's tough as anything. You don't want to run it straight at, at uh, little Falau Whakatava. He'll snap you in half, mate. It's, uh, appreciate your time. Steve Devine talking Super Rugby Round 1. He's a happy man because the Blues have got off to a banging start. 60-20 to 20 over the Highlanders. Appreciate your time, mate. Thanks so much. Have a good day.
6: Cheers, boys. Catch you
1: later. There you go. Steve Devine talking halfbacks, talking Blues. The Crusaders never write them off. They'll be bouncing back. Uh, next Friday, they take on the Highlanders. Highlanders? You know, Kempy when you think of it, Clark Dermody's taken over. They've got a young, inexperienced squad. They're still searching for themselves. You know, uh, how, do, how do you approach this team? You know, like the, they haven't got the stars that other teams have at their disposal. But what would you be doing to this team this week? And I don't know if you heard Billy Harmon's comments talking about they were pretty good on defence. Well, they leaked 60 points, mm. so, you know, it's, it's not ideal reading. But is it an easy fix, or they've just got to got to knuckle down and, and, and go to the old Hollanders? Well, I think to when they won 2015, they didn't have stars, but they were tough, and they won all the basic fundamentals of rugby. They won the set piece. They won the breakdown. Breakdown is where they win games, the Hollanders.
4: Yeah, look, and I think the latter's the probably the better where you say they've got to stick to what they they know they've worked at all, all off season and although they're coming against the red hot blue side uh, it ain't going to get any easier when you look at the sides you know the chiefs uh, the Crusaders with all the the talent that they have stacked in their teams but you know they'll get there they'll get their um, desserts when they you know they've got those Aussies to play um, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be a couple of games where you, they'll go back to what you just said they know best is get down and dirty and start grinding out some wins.
1: Yeah, I loved hearing his comments regarding Australia as well. Mm. Look, I hate to say it, but I hope they can be competitive, but I can't see it happening when the Kiwi teams go across the ditch or they come over. Uh, Other than the Brumbies, I can't see anyone else being uh, really competitive. You know, I picked the Brad's because I was just hoping that Brad Thorne could really get them gone, but they couldn't. They got pumped from the Hurricanes, who won their first game in Super get this, for the last couple of years. They've lost every time they've started the season. So they've got off to a winning start. So Jason Holland is a very, very happy man. That was uh, Super Rugby Kempe. Love talking a bit of that. Plenty coming up. we got some cricket. we got some boxing. And there's plenty to debate. Double eight double three on the Temper Bed Post Text Machine or O eight hundred one five oh eight eleven on the Kennard's higher phone line. If you have any opinion or anything you want to voice, you can come through and have a chat to Kempi and myself. Regarding Kempi, we got off the back fence coming up. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrant.
0: The back fence
4: with Tony Kemp. Well, what a weekend of sport we've had! The Brains Trust, Dizzy, myself, and Louis put together the three picks on Friday, and in that alone, if you backed it, you would have had had a right old fill-up. But it was the Super Rugby and the Test cricket that has thrown up some beauties for me over the weekend. The mighty Mana went down to Christchurch and delivered a message that they will be a force to be reckoned with this year. Damien McKenzie, Brodie Retallick. And Sean Stevenson were awesome for the Chiefs. And if we were looking for a replacement number 10, as we spoke about all of last week, for Mwunga and Bodie Barrett, well, Mackenzie could be that man for us going into the World Cup. The Black Caps had to go into bat again after a dismal first innings, and it seemed like another dominant performance by the Palms. But hang on, there's still some fight in the old Kiwis yet. And here's the question Are we finally seeing the changing of the guard? Are the Crusaders on the altar? And are the English cricket team the new benchmark in world cricket? For me, no one remembers the start of the campaign, only the finish. But I'm starting to think that both England and the Crusaders, for better or for worse, are in for one hell of the year.
1: Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. Oh, you're a funny man, Kippy. <laughs> no one remembers the start of the season. You did right. Come the end of the season, the Crusaders will be there or thereabouts. But, mate, I've got so much appreciation for the Chiefs. And I've spoke about it, Roger Randall and their attack. It's innovating, it's reinvigorating. And that's what I love. It's something different, mate. They're painting different pictures with their style of attack, which I absolutely love. It's See not what happens you know, when you take They your do have off? the pods. What's that?
4: See what happens when you take your patch off you can see it
1: i always have my patch off mate. i'm a realist but i'm a crusaders <laughs> through and through and when they get pumped i've got to look at the bigger picture and the bigger pictures the chiefs were, were were better a whole they were miles ahead of the crusaders in terms of their attack their set piece was good and they laid the foundations their big three were were, were big Well, you can add in a big four with sean stevenson he's making a case for the bigger picture in the All Blacks as well, so mate, I'm am a realist, and they got pumped, and I, I absolutely love their style of play. They like Alex Nankerville in the midfield, and Damien McKenzie just popping out late out the back. You got Tupou Vai who was devastating through that middle of the area. You got Samisoni Tokiaho who's putting his stamp on that hooker role. Man, honestly, I, I know I know good good teams will see them, and Chiefs they are a good team. They're a good team, and they uh, will be there come the end of the year. Oh, I'll never write the Crusaders off. They started sloppy, and they'll be staring in the mirror plenty over the weekend, and uh, hopefully can get a resurgence come next Friday at the Highlanders' despise. Sorry. Sorry, Highlanders fans. I'm a Highlanders second fan, so there you go. It'll oh, be a good game. It'll be a good game. I'll have a, a foot in each team next Friday and this Friday night when the Crusaders take on the Landers. And just on that punting, Kimpy. well, I didn't get paid because I got too much going on in my mind and I tend to tip and punt the wrong one. I had In Secret, which uh, got pipped at the line. J Mac oh, got rolled over in Australia. Mm. Yeah, I thought, oh yeah, he's coming inside, so showed a bit of turn of foot and then just got pipped at the line. And I had Animo, which was good, and then I had Rocking Horse for a place Well, that was nowhere to be seen. So I can't punt them and I can't tip them, so I just might as well stay off them and just enjoy Pungle when it gets the treats in the end. Thank you so much for that off the back fence. <laughs> Is this a changing of the guard in terms of, of uh, Super Rugby for the Chiefs and Crusaders? And the uh, black caps. That was Kempy's question from his off the back fence. Send us your feedback. Send us your opinion because we haven't given away the shoes just yet for Adidas ZG23. In fact, Ranger Golf shoes. We haven't given them away to Joe just yet. We got 8:45. We're gonna announce the winner. So keep that feedback coming through, and keep your messages in terms of the sport. Here, got some headlines with Robbie coming up. He nailed the first part of headlines. Let's see what Robbie's got next. But before then. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubara. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
2: S-E-N-Z. Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Time for some headlines again. 7.33. Kennards hire makes your job easy. Kennards.co.nz. And I'm going away from cricket. I'm slightly scared about it, but we're going to some other sport. So the Premier League first. There's a bunch of action over the weekend. Fulham one all draw with Wolves. Aston Villa uh, took down Everton 2-0. Arsenal with a 1-0 win over Leicester. West Ham... Absolutely smashed Nottingham Forest 4-0. It was actually 0-0 until the 70th minute. Danny Eng's also got 2 in his first start for West Ham in that one. Uh, Leeds with a 1-0 win over Southampton. Man City 4-1 over Bournemouth. Crystal Palace 0 all with Liverpool. And Tottenham 2-0 win over Chelsea. To Super Rugby, Um, as we know, the Chiefs beat the Crusaders 31-10, Brumbies 31-25 over the Waratahs. The Fiji and Drua, what a match this was, including this moment. Three
7: and a half.
3: What a match.
2: And Highlanders, they lost to the Blues. 60-20 to 20 that one. Hurricanes beat the Reds 47-13, and the Force took down the Melbourne Rebels 34-27. Um, also, another interesting in those Super Rugby games is that uh, it was announced that $500 per point was going to be donated to the Red Cross uh, Cyclone Disaster Fund, which... Uh, which is a great initiative, but there were some high scoring games was. over the weekend. <laughs> so uh, yeah, 60 to 20, 47 to 13. Um, and if my calculations are correct, $194,500 donated to the Red Cross Disaster Fund. Well done. So yeah, a lot of money there. And it's a great it's a great initiative. Time for a Choices Flooring Poll as well, Eds. Uh, see your floor change in an instant with RoomView and our Choices Flooring Poll today. What was the performance of the weekend? Got a theme going here. Was it the Chiefs' demo job? Mark Talia's demo job? Harry Brooks' demo job? Or Animo's Group 1 demo job?
4: <laughs> Had to be a Group 1 in there.
2: Yeah, no. I, th- I think, uh, yeah, Louis put this one together. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's you, good. That's
2: good.
1: Uh, uh I like that, I like that. And just on that, uh, Super Rugby Olpiki, uh took place over the weekend too. And Mustard 2 got their first win of, of their, um, well, their campaign. Uh, they started last year, they didn't win a game, and then they got their first win this year. So they beat the Blues in Dunedin, so well done to them. They are raising money for Red Cross as well. So there'll be over 200000 from that first weekend, that which will be donated to the Red Cross. So I was talking to Colin Mansbridge about that. I said, where does the money come from? And he said... Well, we've just got some fantastic sponsors that are a part of each union that are going to come through and stump up that money. So well done to all those sponsors that are digging deep into their pockets and raising money for the Red Cross and for people that have been affected from the cyclone. Ah, uh, that weekend, I have to be the Chiefs, wouldn't it? I have to be the Chiefs' domination of the Crusaders. You know, a first round, two teams. It was like a uh, you know, uh, origin-like kind of match, and the Chiefs went down to Canterbury Land, Christchurch, which not many teams do, and dominated them, kept them scoreless to ten points in that second half. And I think that's where you got to put the spotlight on—is that scoreless
4: in the second half can be. So for me, it would
1: have to be the Chiefs' demo job.
4: Yeah, I look. I though Mark Talia, um was outstanding. I think there was a number of outstanding players across the com- competition. Harry Brooks, yeah, Animo. Well, who can beat Animo? Did you watch that Group One win? That was just outstanding. Yeah. But for me, Friday, honestly, Friday night, horse. oh, that wow. horse is crazy. I, I, I would go Chiefs Demo Job, um hundred percent. The other one, mate, I, could, I couldn't go past Animo. Animos and just an mm. absolute beast at the moment. It's winning everything, it, it, um, I don't, uh, I don't know what happened there when, when it went across the line, but it went across the line in a canter. You know, there's plenty more to come from that that beautiful looking Group One horse. So, um, but for me, as Chief's demo on, on the Crusaders, good start to the comp.
1: Beautiful, yep. There you go. You can have a vote on the SCNZ uh, app. Go to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. And that Choices flooring poll will be up. What was your performance of the weekend's Chiefs demo job? Mark Talia. Harry Brock's 180-odd in that first innings. Or Animo's Group 1 demo job. There is plenty to choose from. I'm going to throw another one in there. too. that was an awesome performance over the weekend to beat the Blues. They came back to nearly force so over time, Extra time in that game, but no, they did enough, and they won by two points, so well done to two, and well done to Super Rugby Picky Two. it was an awesome watch over the weekend, there was plenty of sport to keep you up today, and Monday as well, there's some boxing to boot later on this morning, and just on boxing, we're going to be talking it, we're going to talk boxing with Walks from Dizam Boxing. And we'll get a wee update what's gonna he thinks going to take place today, later this morning, as Tyson Fury takes on Jake Paul. We'll be back soon with walks. Welcome back. We're 15 away from 8 on a beautiful Monday morning, the 27th of Feb. I hope you're having a good weekend, or you had a good weekend. I hope you're having a good morning as well. Keep those messages coming through. I'll just... Rip through a couple of them. Credit where it's due has to be the Chiefs, yes. Well done to the Chiefs. And just a quick one, mate. I got one eye on the Crusaders game and one eye on the NRL this week. The real comp starts Thursday. Up the Warriors from Chris. How good.
3: How good. How
1: good. And then what about Pungal's win on Friday? Did you get a fill up on it? No. Well, that unknown so I stayed off it because I tend to stop horses. So I stayed (laughs) off it and he uh, got up too by nice. There's, there's a reason that Pango won, isn't it, Kempi? Yeah. So there you go. I stay off it and Pango wins. Well, coming up, we're going to talk some boxing. We'll talk it right now. It's a fight that might frustrate the purists but you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who isn't curious about Jake Paul, the YouTuber turned boxer, bout with Tyson Fury's younger brother, Tommy Fury, is due to kick off in Saudi Arabia later this morning. And trying to predict the result might be asking a lot of our next guest, but we'll do it anyway and see what he's got. He's all over the fight, covering it for and in the UK walks. How you doing, mate?
8: Go on, guys. It's okay. Thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys are okay.
1: Oh, we're good, mate. We're good, but we're trying to get our head around this fight. You know, it's it's a hard one to pick. You think the purists will go Tommy Fury, but Jake Paul is just starting to make his own waves in terms of boxing, mate. How do you predict this
8: fight? I think it's a very hard fight to predict. I've, I've, I've been looking on social media all week and a lot of people are making predictions with so much confidence and I just don't see how they're doing it. it. We've basically got two guys who are novices in the sport. None of them have really done nothing. I think it's a hard fight to measure. Tommy Fury's pretty much fought guys who aren't really good and he hasn't really impressed. And Jake Paul's basically fought guys from his world and Um, UFC stars and stuff like that so it's really hard to make a a strong case for either fighter the one thing I'll say is that Jake Paul's been further rounds he's done the 8 round distance and he's also been in with Anderson Silva who managed to get a good win over Julio Cesar Chavez so if we're comparing both records you've probably got to go with Jake Paul at this point but I find it hard to make a prediction but with a gun to my head I will say I think Jake Paul will get it done on points
4: it's got, you got, it is really a, a punter's um, guess, is it? You've got Jake Paul, the YouTuber, up against a gypsy boxer. Um, You've got Drake putting, dropping, I don't know how much money he's put on it, but when it came out that Tyson Fury's backed his, um, his family member, Tommy Fury, in the fight, what does that say to you when Tyson's actually come out and put six figures on it?
8: Yeah, well, I think Tyson's always going to have confidence <laughs> in the family. Um, he's probably seen yeah. firsthand how Tommy's been preparing for the fight. He's been spending time in the gym with him. I think Tommy fiore has been around probably every single Tyson Fury camp. So Tyson Fury knows what, what to expect from Tommy. Um, even though he's seen him in the gym and he's probably looked good in the gym, when it's come to fight night in previous fights, he's flattered to deceive. I, I don't know if that bet from Tyson Fury is just a... A show of faith, or whether he really does believe his brother's going to go out there and do the job.
1: Mate, if, if he gets this done, Jake Paul. If he gets this done, do people have to start believing that Jake Paul is actually serious of this? Like you, you change it from Jake Paul the YouTuber to Jake Paul the boxer. If he gets this this fight done up against a, a family that is fanatical about about boxing, I just can't imagine. If Tommy Fury loses, what's going to happen? You know, there's been all these comments thrown out that he'll have to walk home and he'll have to change his last name. But you know, like all signs are alluding to Jake Paul actually being a genuine contender in this fight.
8: Yeah, I do. I do think I think Jake Paul takes it serious. I think one way I'm looking at the fight mm. is that Tommy Fury is a professional boxer who, who might want to be a celebrity and. Jake Paul's this YouTuber, celebrity guy who really wants to be taken serious as a boxer. Uh, If you speak to people who've been in the gym with Jake Paul, if you speak to BJ Flores as trainer, they'll tell you that he takes no shortcuts. He he does his runs. He's in the gym on time. He's sparring good people. So I think in everything but name, he is a professional boxer. But by beating Tommy Fiore tonight, I think people are going to have to stand up and give him the credit and respect he, he does deserve. And and what about what's your take on it?
4: Walks, you know, like they fill out arenas. they have taken it, you know, this fight over to to where there's plenty of money. What's your take on how two blokes that really can't box? Let's let's be honest, can actually still fill um, uh, stadiums and and pay per views? Is this the future? of I think of boxing? it's the narrative
8: of the fights. I, I think both have entered the sport. With already with a following, you, you get guys who, who who switch to professional boxing and all they've really got is a, a few hundred Twitter followers and, and their amateur background. The two of these guys, before they even threw a punch, they were set for life. Everyone knew they were Jake Paul for his background in YouTube, Tommy Fury for who his brother was and the reality TV series he's done he's done here in the UK. But I think it's a lesson to like young boxers out there about Getting your name out there and, and getting on social media and promoting yourself and pushing yourself and doing interviews and doing podcasts. You see Jake Paul this week. He, he hasn't turned an interview request down. He spoke to every single outlet, no matter the size of the the of the, the outlets trying to interview him. He, he he spoke to people. He kept his name in all the headlines. He's kept his name on social media, and that can be a lesson to young boxers. You'll see boxers on social media tonight in, in disbelief how this fight's done so well and how it's performed so well but it might not be everyone's cup of tea but I, I do think there is a lot that can be that can be learned from crossover boxing
1: are we going to see a knockout and if so who's going to win and, and how's it going to be done like how do you see this fight unfolding
8: i don't think we'll see a knockout i think i think when we have looked at Tommy's career so far he doesn't look like a guy who can you can punch and there's been Less than average opposition and with Tommy Fiori, you've managed to hear the final bell. And I know Jake Paul's had a couple of good highlight real knockouts, but he's also been the eight-round distance himself a couple of times. So I think we are going to get the final bell, but I just think Jake Paul wants it that bit more, and I think it'll be him who gets his hand raised. Beautiful.
1: Jake Paul getting the job done all the way from walks in the UK. We appreciate it. Just quickly, last one before I let you go. I've heard a rumour. Fury Wilder 4. Has the Usyk Fury fight off the cards now?
8: Yeah, I, I, I don't think we'll see Fury Wilder 4. I think I think it's a brilliant rivalry. I, I still think it, it it could still run many chapters in <laughs> years to come, but I just think for the time being, those two are probably a little bit sick of each other. I think, I think we've probably got a crucial few days coming up between Tyson Fury and mm-hmm. Alexander Usyk. For them to fresh out a deal, and um, the last I heard was that Fiori didn't want to give Yusuk 50/50, which are, I think is a bit absurd. Um, I think I think the two guys complement each other brilliantly, and they deserve an even split. Or there's talk of Fiori, if, if the Yusuk fight doesn't get made, that he's potentially going to fight Daniel Dubois, and um, that that's the the story in the UK. A few rumours, but. Whether that's true or not, we'll find out. But hopefully, we can find out in the next few days whether we get Fury and Usyk because that's the fight that tells who the best heavyweight is, and that's the fight we all want to see.
1: We all want to see it. Fury Usyk, get it done. Fifty-fifty. I think that's very fair in terms of splits. He is a unified boxer at the moment. Usyk, and obviously Fury, is a champion. We appreciate your your call, talking boxing, Jake Paul, to get it done over. Tommy Fury later on this morning over in Saudi Arabia. Thank you so much, Walks.
8: Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me on. Take care and enjoy the fight. Yeah, there he is
1: talking about the boxing. Oh, it's going to be a juicy fight. (laughs) We've got a couple of messages to get through, and then after eight, we're going to be talking some cricket with Mitch (laughs) McLennigan. Yes, we're coming up to 8 o'clock. Time flies when you're having fun. Mondays are so good because you're reacting to all the weekend sport and racing. And we asked the question earlier on the show, we want to hear your feedback, a text, a call, a tweet, whatever to give yourself a chance to win the new range of ZG23 golf shoes from Adidas, which are only available this Friday, so you'll be in before it's even been released. We'll announce the winner at 8.45. A couple of messages coming through. Moreno, lads, the Chiefs v Crusaders. I thought the game changed with Joshuani coming on and McKenzie to fall back from Richie and Upper Heart. Yeah, Joshuani was very influential when he came on in that game, and I picked him earlier on in the year. To have a big old season to stamp his mark on that vacant 10 position. Adidas Golf Shoes. When I play golf, I always wear two pairs of socks just in case I get a hole-in-one. Pacman. (laughs) Oh, how good would it be to even get close to a hole-in-one? I've never even been close. I've never threatened that hole. So I wouldn't even know. What it's like coming up, we're gonna have a wee catch up with Paulie Moirie. He's been on holiday, so no doubt he'll be hurting because he got pumped over the weekend in terms of pump. Here's uh, Aroha with the news for- blast away, black with Colgate Blast Cordless Water Flosser from Chemist Warehouse. Now only $99.99. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast
3: on SENZ. Wherever she goes, I go, we roll.
1: Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. SCNZ just after eight o'clock, Monday morning. Hope you had a good weekend. And well, you listened to Kempi, Louie and myself's tips over the weekend. There was plenty of action in terms of racing to get your TAB account filled up. And uh, Kempi, I no doubt you got you got you got a wee bit back, didn't you? You were texting me with we full of confidence over the weekend. I messaged you back. and said, nah, typical Dag fashion. Missed out on the first leg.
4: Mate, I had had one on uh, uh, Rockin' Horse like you too. So, yeah, a little bit let down on that one, but um, plenty there. Hey, just a little bit of an update too. Man, you've just won the Curabell Cup, beaten Newcastle 2-0. That's just finished... Um, which is pretty impressive. They're still climbing the ladder ever since your mate Ronaldo left the club. They're going on, they're winning things, they're fighting out for premierships. Man, you, they're back.
1: They are back, baby. They are back for sure. Yeah, that's good. It just shows, hey, when you got a bit of conflict in the environment, it's, it's no good. It brings everyone down. And Marcus Radf- Rashford has actually been the shining light in there. He's come out, he's scoring goals willy-nilly, and he's... Yeah, he's playing with confidence. He's taking that team, and and he can play his style of the game. You know, in terms of Cristiano, he's scoring goals willy-nilly over in, in Saudi Arabia as well he scored five I think over the weekend so he's, he's going great guns there but mate man, you, Chester United they are back and they are winning so thank you for that wee update there A couple of messages as well coming through uh, boys take a deep breath in and out it was the first game of Super you can't <laughs> read anything yet let's just see who breaks the, who's break dancing at the end of the season PJ <laughs> putting in perspective Kempi.
4: yep Oh, look, I, I, I've said that. I said people don't remember the beginning of the year. They only remember the end of the year. Um, <laughs> but who knows? Could be a changing of the guard.
1: Yeah, changing of the guard from Kimpe. All right, Kimpe, you got to remember this Thursday, your game, the great game mm. that is, commences. NRL season kicks off with the Eels taking on the Storm on Thursday. Then you got Panthers, Broncos Friday, Cowboys Raiders, Warriors Knights, Seagulls, Bulldogs, Sharks, Rabbitohs, mate. What is the game of the weekend for
4: Ooh. you? Oh, obviously the Knights, Warriors, because they're my two teams. Um, mm. But I, I guess the, the heat's really on the uh, Panthers to come out after that uh, world club challenge loss against a Broncos side, especially with Cobo putting the heat on Luai and 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 calling him a grub. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. is like Cobo Cobo's <laughs> had an off season to, to die for, mate. Like he's come out, he's bagged the coach of the Broncos, yeah. on a on a podcast, and they had to backtrack on that. And then they've said, look, sort yourself out and don't say things like that. And he's come out and he's called Luai a, a grub. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the game to watch. So I'm expecting- has he got a
1: fair case? Has got a oh, fair course case he, course, he, Of like, course he has.
4: Luai's a bit of a grub, isn't he? Yeah, of course he had. I just think not more of a grub, more of a nuisance. You know, he was one of those yeah. those ticks on a wildebeest, you know what I mean? A little itch, Jerome um, Luai, but... He's not a he's not like a Paul Gallen type grub or a Michael Innes type grub, you know what I mean? Um, but interesting. The, the good thing about the football is that now we'll get just to look at how the teams are actually shaping up. And like, uh, mate, good text in, on one of our texters here saying, look, I'm a was I'm a rugby supporter, but if the league's not up to it, look out. And rugby have thrown <laughs> the rugby have thrown the gauntlet down and said, right, well, we've made a couple of changes to our sport. Let's see what you got. Mm.
1: Well, I love the NRL, though. They're always innovating and they're always making changes. They're always trying to keep a step ahead. And rugby have, have taken a wee while, but they've made those changes to encourage the fans back to watch them scoring in points uh, and raising money Awesome for, for Red Cross Foundation. Let's go have a catch-up with probably a wounded Paulie Moate. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Paulie Moate, how you doing, Paul?
7: Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, uh, boys. Um, looking forward to a big, big week coming up. And, of course, we had a huge weekend just gone by with the start of the Super Rugby season. Uh, and, well, not the best for you and your boys, is he, uh, the Crusades? But the Chiefs look very, very good. I can tell you, Punters um, put together a number of very, very good Super Rugby multis with the Chiefs, the Hurricanes, the Blues. Uh, and they were very, very happy with the results in the end. I think the Chiefs got out to around 7.50, 8.50 uh, during that match uh, against the Crusaders, Um, so there was plenty of opportunities for punters to jump on, and they did as well. So there's a wee bit of super rugby money out there at the moment, with punters having a successful start to the season.
1: Anyone get on the 13 plus? Seven bucks it was playing for the Chiefs to beat the Crusaders 13-plus.
7: Yeah, you know, there's plenty of Chiefs supporters out there and they were very, very happy and they lapped up that uh, those juicy odds on the Chiefs 13-and-over. So, yeah, there were a number of those margin bets as well that um, came in with uh, taking just the Canes 13-and-over, the Blues 13-and-over and the Chiefs 13-and-over. So... Yeah, it was very, very, very good for punters. And I see the bookies have they've adjusted the odds now and they can't separate the Blues, the Crusaders or the Chiefs. They're uh, equal favourites, 325, uh, the trio of them to win the uh, Super Rugby uh, this season. So it's yeah, been a fantastic start for most teams. Um, even though the Crusaders uh, went down, they went down to a very, very good Chiefs team. Uh, I guess the, the only team that might be, or the only supporters that might be slightly disappointed would be the Highlanders, who were absolutely smashed uh, by the Blues. So, yeah, we've got work for them to do over the week, and hopefully they can uh, improve and, and get back uh, get on the winning board this weekend.
4: And your, your cane's got up too, poorly. I know, you, I know you bite your tongue. You don't want to talk too much about that. But also, a good weekend of racing. Animo doing her thing, um, his thing. You've got Levante. Man, that she was good again. She's uh, her fourth group one. We're just thinking too that maybe there's a segment for us on Friday, a boosted odds segment Izzy, Kempy, and Louis' tip for the weekend, and you're throwing it in. Because if we we actually put that into a TAB multi at the time on Friday, I think Mm. Islington Lass was paying four bucks, um, Pungo was paying 240, and uh, Non Plume was paying 240 at the time. So it would have been a nice little healthy bet that one
7: very very nice um as you say levante wow we there was a question mark over the mile there's no question mark anymore oh yeah she is an absolute uh, uh superstar we saw tokyo tycoon as well um pick up the uh, slipper uh so uh, yeah yeah there was some very very good collects uh racing wise uh over the weekend i'm just having a look forward to today boys and i'm having a look at this uh, boxing match between uh, Jake Paul and Tommy Fury and I can I can let you know that in that fight result book um, taking around 60% of the action on Jake Paul to win at a dollar73 uh, as opposed wow. to Tommy Fury uh, who's what 225 there are a whole heap of power plays uh, for punters to get stuck into. The most popular, well, one of the most popular ones at the moment is Jake Paul to be knocked down, but then Jake Paul to win by a knockout or TKO. Uh, that's currently paying $10 and has seen a significant amount of support out of uh, all of the power plays that the boys have put up. In the Method of Victory uh, book, though, we've taken more cash on Jake Paul to win by a uh, knockout TKO at 3.30. Then was taken on the other selections uh, in that uh, book. So there's a number of punters out there who are very, very keen on Jake Paul to win this uh, bout and to win it by uh, knockout. So he's been very well supported so far by punters, which is we usually see a lot of money for the underdog in these sorts of bouts. Um, but the money's going with the favorite this time, Jake Paul. He's um, he's been very Whoa. well supported by punters.
1: You won't want to be in that changer if that result comes through because Tyson Fury and John Fury will be fuming the Furies. Oh, Tommy Fury will be hoping to prove the data's wrong. Just quit, get, uh, Paul, are you all right? You sound a little bit under the weather, mate.
7: Yeah, no, we uh, we had our uh, Woolley Shore golf tour uh, last week. Uh, <laughs> hit it up to uh, Taupo. <laughs> <laughs> four rounds over four days. Uh <laughs> Might have even visited a karaoke bar. I don't I'm, i don't really remember. But uh it was a great it was a great tour anyway.
1: Oh beautiful Paulie. Well don't do that again, mate, because I asked him for some boosted odds on Pungwall and well when Paulie's away things don't get done. Not no disrespect, Pip. I know you would have done your best, but Paulie Moity gets those boosted odds for our punters. Thank you so much, Paulie. You look after yourself. You go back to bed, mate. <laughs>
7: <laughs>
1: we'll talk again tomorrow. Awesome. That was Paulie Mawari watching live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Mitch McLennigan, we're going to be talking cricket coming up. You're listening to Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. I'm back. Well, I've just wrangled me some Voltarans because I carted yesterday and I feel like I can't even walk. Golf, so Troy, <laughs> you, you are coming down to Caddy in a couple of weeks, uh, days time, mate. I'll come over and say good day, introduce yourself, and we'll have a catch up, mate. That'd be awesome to catch up with you. But that's enough of golf. We're going to talk cricket. Time to talk the game that is cricket. Probably the most successful day from New Zealand point of view took place yesterday at the Basin, with New Zealand finishing on two hundred two for three, just twenty four behind England's score after following on. Joining us to give his thoughts on yesterday's play in the series as a whole is former black cat Mitch McLennigan. Morning Mitch, how you doing bud?
5: I'm good mate. Um I'm actually surprised you turned up to work this morning, mate. Cat to have you on the road doing some scouting and some poaching or you... <laughs> uh, Poaching. <laughs>
1: Now, don't you start, Mitch? Don't you start, mate. She was pretty dire on Friday night. Don't bring it up. We've been talking about it all morning. I want to park that, and I want to talk cricket because that, other than okay, that, uh, lo- unlike the Crusaders, the Black Caps showed some fight.
5: Yeah, they did, mate. Um, uh, from from our two best openers, right? I guess um, from from Conway and Latham. Um, Latham bats very, very well at the Basin, and, um, and Conway obviously is home ground, so. So once um, you know, get in that second inning, it's always easiest to bat at the base and on the third, third day, mate. Um, it's always a beautiful uh, batting track. So uh, I thought they got through that new ball very, very well. I think um, all, all England bowlers still challenged them a lot, and I thought they bowled exceptionally well and, and probably could have got, uh, you know, looked at bowling well enough to get a couple of poles. But um, you know, I feel for someone like Will Young, he's come in, he's, he's taken he's had 2 uh, Absolute screamer of deliveries. One from Jimmy Anderson and that ball from Leach yesterday was was outstanding. A lot of people have been wishing uh, Will Young to go very well, Um, but um, yeah, hopefully he gets another good opportunity soon.
4: Hey Mitch, you're, you're sitting there, all right. You're going into this today, and what are you telling the boys? What do they have to do?
5: Oh, geez, I need another three of of runs, <laughs> at least uh, for, a, for a start. <laughs> you know, got to botch it up in the first innings, eh? So, uh, uh, yeah. a long way behind the April. But, um, look, I, I think I think the way um, Henry Nichols' career's gone is every he time he's had to try and save his career, he's come out and score runs, and it's always seemed to coincide with him batting of the basin. He averages 66 of the basin, uh, which is uh, unbelievable. Um, it seems to me every time everyone talks about him dropping out of the test side, that's where he's playing his game and scores big runs. So let's just hope uh, for a New Zealand uh, point of view um, to try and save this game first and foremost, and, and hopefully not out a lead that we can bowl to, that he has, a, has another one of those types of days today. So uh, that, that'll that be the key today, I, I'd say, that he's going to have to stick around. And, and they have length in the order. They're obviously unsure of of, um of their middle order after that first game and, and the games overseas and uh so they've lengthened that middle order so you do have some very good batsmen coming in today Michael will again is home ground and been in pretty good form with bat over this summer so uh he'll be there and, and I think blundell um, Blundell really needs a really strong mention I think he's been he's been super impressive and, and not just this this test series um, but for, for, for quite some time now and and it's a hole that I thought we were going to struggle to to fill when B.J. Watling retired, but his bundle's been absolutely outstanding and put into the role that B.J. used to do exceptionally well.
1: So we have to bat for a day. What would be the ideal pressure score to put back on England, giving them another day to chase? We don't want to go out there and salvage the game. I want to change that mindset. Can we mm. go out there and play aggressive cricket and put the pressure back on England? And what would that pass score be for you?
5: Oh, Look, I, I think Paul Latham said said last night in the wrap-up, he said they, they need to try to get 200 ahead. Anything can happen if you get 200 ahead. Uh, the way the English play play their cricket, um, they they will come out aggressive and, and try and knock it off quickly, and that that gives you opportunity. And I think the way Matt Henry um, opened uh, that day, the spell the first day, and even coming back yesterday to get uh, to get Brooks out, I, I thought he looked really really good, and he was he was probably that that opening bowler that we missed in that first test. So uh, anything can happen um, uh, when he's at the crease at the minute, and, and saudi has been being very good with the new ball. So. Uh, I think that'll that'll be the key—a uh, total where they feel like they're they're on top and, and want to get the game done quickly, um, and try to take as much game uh, time out of the game as well. So they have to do it quickly.
4: Look, looking at the selections, Mitch, you know you've got Jacob Duffy and Ish Sodi obviously being released uh, ahead of the second test. Do you yep. think we've made the right calls?
5: Um, well, it really it really hurts me. That really hurts me to say it because I'm such an admirer of. Um, of neil wagner but um i think there was there was rumors around why i got left out of the the test match in lords last year where we took on england um and it was pace he was down on pace and 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 to mine watching the last couple of tests i can see why he he's lost a, a lot of pace and it, it really hurts me to say that but an extra five to 10k that that he used to have um, is the difference between guys being able to hit him over the fence or him hitting them on the gloves and on the splice and, and taking those wickets. He's not a swing bowler, and at the moment he's bowling at, at the pace that um, he is a swing bowler on that side. So, uh, look, Jacob Duffy, in the first the first test, he should have played because pink ball swings around under lights. Um, so that was the first selection error I, I saw in that first game. And then you could have had one of the bounce bowlers, either your Tickner or your Kugler, played this test, where where you've seen with the taller guys um, in terms of Broad and, and Anderson and Robinson, when they actually hit the wicket, there's been quite a bit of seam movement and a cougar line or a technique, either or. I think they're both pretty much on par um, in terms of their skill and, and what they bring to the game. They, they could have been exceptionally good, you know, extracting a little bit of extra bounce that you get out of the basin, but also the extra seam movement just to be able to break those partnerships instead of wagging this time around. Sorry, that's really hurt me to say that, boys.
1: Oh, I know it has, I know it has it always hurts when, you, when you've got a, a connection there and uh, I just want to ask you about uh, the spin bowling. Like we've got Michael Bracewell and seeing what Jack Leach has been able to do with the ball we're seeing the base hmm. and reserve break up a wee bit so you're going to get a bit of turn uh, is there any other options in that Black Caps to their disposal that can complement and, and back up, build, forge a little partnership with Michael Bracewell to put pressure on England?
5: Oh geez, um, look. I guess you'd be hoping that um, that Kane Williams thing can bust it off, eh? <laughs> so if you're looking for a spinner, <laughs> you yeah. uh, get that strap that elbow up so it doesn't bend, uh, and you can and you can roll it through down there, mate, That'd be bloody awesome. Uh, I, I don't know. Will Young still still rolls the arm over? But if you're looking for mm. spin options, there's there's probably nothing there, mate. I, I think um, if if there is going to be any any turn or any uh, with the wicket breaking up, Daryl Mitchell could come into play with a little bit of if he bowls stump to stump. We saw in the first innings he tried to swing the ball to be the outside edge, and-, and I don't think that's his role. And if he could come in and hit the top of the stump ball straight with a straight field, he could be coming to the game as well in the second innings. But I reckon that's mainly going to come down to Matt Henry, mate. I, I think he's going to have to be he's going to have to be the saviour, knock the top off, and-, and then hopefully have a couple of tail-enders in for, for Bracewell for to clean up.
1: Beautiful mate. Alright, result. Result. Are we gonna get a result? And when will that result take place? If you're gonna predict I know you're a bit of a metaverse oracle man yourself, what are you predicting?
5: Um geez, I, I I uh I hope it's not all over by team mate, but um I I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna to be pretty close to that I think today, mate. So I hey, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful like the rest of us and uh for those people who have uh bought tickets to, to go today. Uh, and just on that the crowds have been exceptional The screws, and everyone who's mm. got down to the ground and got involved, put um, on you because it makes makes test cricket a, and it makes a really good viewing product for us you can't get to the ground on T V as well.
1: Oh, beautiful, mate. I, I think Brendan McCullum will be along the same lines as you, mate. He's got to head to Queensdale for the Open, so he's hoping for a wrap-up today to get the job done for England. But, <laughs> mate, the Black Caps have shown a bit of fight. They've got some firepower in there at the moment. They've got a start, which they haven't got in the previous innings. So they've got to start today with uh, Nichols and uh, Williamson. So I uh, appreciate your time here on the show, Mitch McClendon talking cricket. Thanks so much, mate. Will he get back into your day? Cheers.
5: Not a problem.
1: Take it easy. There he is, former fast bowler Mitch McClinigan talking about the Black Caps, hoping for a result, about a bit of fight. 200 ahead would be a par scoreline for the Black Caps to put England back into bat. Oh, oh, I'm thinking more than that. The need more they than be, they're scoring 350 a day. They'll mm. need more than 200. I'm thinking around 300 would be a par mark. If you get to 300, maybe 320, into that final day, you've got hope. You've got hope. And you've got a chance to put England in there because they'll try and wrap that up in half a set, half, a set, maybe two sessions, out there just after lunch if you give them that chance. So put the pressure back on. Hopefully, we can uh, see it happening there, Kimpy. Yep. And they'll, get a result.
4: They'll come out a hundred miles an hour. They want to. Don't lose any wickets early. Knuckle, in, knuckle, and bat the day out. Take what you can.
1: I'm just, I'm just a aware of the. You know, like we want them to put the scoreboard pressure on, but whether they have that aggressive mindset to go out and do it, I just don't want to see them salvaging this game. We want to see a result. You can't go forward and salvage this game because you lose the series 1-0. Go forward, try and force a result and, and have a series draw for one or against England. I can deal with that. But a 1-0 series loss because we salvaged a draw out of this test match, It's it's not great. I don't like that mindset. So we'll see what unfolds throughout the morning. Coming up, we've got some headlines with Robbie. And we'll get our Choices Floor and Poll results because there was plenty of action around the weekend. And there's been a ton of messages coming through. We appreciate it. All of you are trying to win the Adidas ZG23 shoes that will be launching this Friday. You can get your first sneak peek at those Adidas. All you have to do is text through your feedback. We've had a ton of it. And we'll announce the winner at 8:43. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubora. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand.
2: SENZ. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast, time for some 8.30 headlines. 8.33, Gull fueling your mission all year round. Now the New Zealand Sevens team is in action at the moment over in LA. Uh, their pool matches included a 26-7 win over Chile, a 36-15 win over USA, and then a 14-7 loss against Samoa, but it was enough to get them through. And the Cup quarterfinals are underway now. New Zealand are currently in action against Great Britain. Looks like they've just scored a try to make it 20 20- 22 to 12, so looking quite good there. Fingers crossed for the rest of the tournament. Uh, the Tall Blacks in basketball, the strategically placed international break is underway. Our Tall Blacks had a comfortable win against Saudi Arabia on Friday 110-63. to They take on Lebanon tonight at 7pm and of course our breakers start their grand final series against the Sydney Kings this Friday night over in Sydney, 9.30pm New Zealand time. So st- staying in basketball actually, I um, Izzy, you were asking about that uh, highest NBA score I've got Niv alongside me. He's done a bit of research research. What you got there, Niv?
0: Oh, good day, Kempi and Izzy. Uh, Izzy and Kempy Kempi and Izzy didn't sound right, actually. Um, well, you, lo- you got me to look into it, and it was actually the Detroit Pistons versus Denver Nuggets. You have to go all the way back to 1983, and it was a triple overtime game, and it finished 186 to 184 to the Pistons. And you can't help but think that is in the era before the popularization of the three-point shot, and when they actually played defense. So that's a pretty crazy, pretty crazy result.
1: Yeah, they, uh, Pistons are now renowned for their defense. Very physical. Uh, back in the day, I can't remember the Thomas Thomas era. Isaiah Thomas, Bull Lambert. Isaiah, yeah, man. Oh, that's a great watch on Netflix, watching the Pistons. We actually had a Crusaders uh, season. Our theme was the Detroit Pistons trying to inspire from that thuggish mentality that they had going on. Thank you so much, Niv. And it's only a matter of time when we get a 200-pointer, surely.
0: Surely. Can't be that that far off. Speaking of uh, crazy results, Izzy, did you catch the uh, Boston Celtics versus uh, Philadelphia 76ers last night?
1: I did, mate. Tatum... Banged it in the last seconds, I think 1.4, and then Joe LMB threw a, a full quarter to just miss. Have a listen to this.
5: Tatum. Tatum puts up a three. Bang! Jason Tatum from downtown. 1.3 remaining. No timeouts left for Philadelphia. Oh! Oh! oh!
3: oh! <laughs>
0: So Joel Embiid had a 70-foot heave ruled out to take it to overtime by about 0.1 or 0.2 of a second. Crazy ending.
1: Oh, that was crazy, man. The big man, Joel Embiid, threw it with one arm, one hand, and it just went swish, bang. Swished it, Ken Beecher, straight in the hoop. And I was thinking... Wow, and then and then they usually on on sports on, on Instagram out they usually go through with buzzer beaters and you watch all these buzzer beaters from half court and some of them are crazy, Joel Embiid, the big man showing us stretching the court as they say in the basketball terms. Thank you so much Niv awesome work mate. Appreciate your work yeah, no, and Robbie. Cheers for that Niv appreciate it
2: well, those were your headlines a, a, bit, a bit of a longer headlines but with Gull fueling your mission been- pop into your local for some good value fuel visit gull.nz and now over to the Choices Flooring poll results Choices Flooring's room view makes choicing, choosing flooring easy visit choicesflooring.com.au to, to find out more. We asked what your performance of the weekend was a bit of a theme a lot of demo jobs as we worded it happening over the weekend and uh it was it was a bit of a whitewash with uh the chiefs <laughs> getting the job <laughs> the done 61 percent of the votes pretty unanimous the manna. Uh,
1: yeah good poaching from the chiefs <laughs> Dave McKenzie, <McKinsey, laughs> antolena brown Brody retellick yeah, good poaching. They learn well. Anyway, well done. <laughs> no, they thoroughly <laughs> deserve that win for sure. How good was that poaching, Tommy? It blew up and everyone jumped on and I got sprayed left, right and centre and I was ready to cop it all Monday morning. But you were all in a nice mood and I really appreciate it. The Chiefs were too good in the end, Kempe, and uh, it's okay. It's okay because the other sport starts this Thursday (laughs) and uh, the Warriors taking on the Knights. The Warriors hoping to start their campaign after a team that's been in a bit disarray with the Knights. I know you've got a, a bit of a connection to the Knights as well, but when you look at the Knights... You know what? Do, what do you see? Can you? Is there any glimmer of hope for you to for them to maybe show some signs of, of improvement this year or, or not?
4: Uh, yeah, I think Jack, Jackson Hastings plays a part in it. Does Ponga make it at six? They've tried the experiment before; it didn't work. So I don't know why they're going around it again. Um, yeah, I don't think they get the. I don't think they get the Warriors this week. I think the Warriors get the first one in Wellington and start the season well. Uh, and I think Newcastle. I predicted it on running it straight on um, that. Uh, that's on Wednesdays at three pm with me and Sam Hewitt. That Aidan O'Brien be the first coach sacked this year.
1: Wow, reckon mid-season? A- are they? Oh man, they're going to struggle that for, that much. I don't. It's... Well, I know the coach has got a lot to answer for, but. Man, we haven't got the personnel as well. That, that goes a long way. And Caelan Ponga, mate. Like, honestly, he's a, a superstar in our game, in the game of NRL, Rugby League. But he just tends... He's always, he's always injured. And he's, he, he never stays on the park for long periods of the time, Kempe. So there's always those question marks. Like, the nights when they bought him, were thinking, OK, this is a change of the guard. This is our franchise player that's going to take us through the big time. But it hasn't really eventuated. And it's no... You know, I'm not putting the st- uh, mark on spotlight on on Kalamponga because you know injuries happen, but it hasn't really happened like they they thought it
4: would. Oh, definitely not, definitely not. And you got to remember too, when they signed him from North Queensland as a young kid, they they dropped him straight away. They never never let him play through that final series, and and made a real point of, point of um, him going. And if you think about it. Who would you rather be playing for at the moment? North Queensland or Newcastle? Because I reckon the North Queensland Cowboys have got a good chance of winning it again, um, winning another title this year with the side that they've got, having made no changes. And Caelan Ponga added to that side at fullback would be unstoppable. You know what I mean? So he plays good in origin. Um, I just think that maybe doesn't have the advice around him uh, long-term. He should be playing in teams winning competitions. That's how good a player he is. But he's just been pulled from pillar to post at Newcastle at the moment. Fullback can't finish games. Now he's going to five eight. I don't think that experiment's going to work. Um, and they'll be back to square one with a new coach and can't and pong and go around again. Fullbacks is a position, keep them
1: there. Hundred percent. How, how coaches change them, switch them around, try and bring other players. play them in their best position and give them a chance. You know, I had to make way for the one of the best fullbacks going around, Ben Smith, to go play wing. That's okay because he was better. He was playing extremely good rugby, and that's the way it goes. And everyone, you know, it's just it's a sport, so you got to get him in that right position. And the Knights, if they're going to make any way this year, has to be Ponga at fullback. They're taking on the Warriors on Friday. Can't wait to watch and see the NRL kicking off. Quick message from Brenton. Hey, boys, I'm a league watcher normally, but that rugby was awesome over the weekend. It was fast-paced, running, right? Be the league better turn it up this weekend or else are. to a golf story since you're giving away shoes. How good is Lydia going? Yep, she is flying. She was up there again chasing down the leaders but felt short for her, felt sorry for her on the 16th, shanked it out of the bunker, makes a double tournament over. Don't do that this weekend, <laughs> Daggy. Well, I'll be doing that and more. I'll be doing that and more, Brenton. <laughs> so good. And just one more before we shoot off. Animo and James McDonald, most dominant combo in sports at the moment, Gempi. Would it be nice? It's hard that. to
4: shy away from that comment. Uh, Eight group ones. Wouldn't it be nice? Ooh. Wouldn't it be nice having that? Eight group ones, but what even about? better. What about when James McDonald went over the, the finish line? Just looking up at the crowd, mm. <laughs> giving them a wave. And I was thinking, well of course you would, mate. Like you're on the best horse in the world. <laughs> you would be, <laughs> be shaking it left, right and centre. So, um, ugh, mate, how good, Animo. I love watching that horse run. Yeah, it's good.
1: Doesn't look like anyone can compete. Just had it nicely, switched it off in the middle of the pack and then got to the home straight, brought it out and just flew home on the outside. How good, Animo getting the Group 1 over the weekend with James Mack. JMac Mack on board. Coming up, we're going to announce our winner for the all-new ZG23 Ranger Golf Shoes from Adidas, available this Friday... Yes, welcome back. We're going to head to the Hawke's Bay shortly and catch up with Smithy. But let's head a wee bit more north to the most affected area in the Tairawhiti region. we got the one and only man from Gizzy Joey on because Joey is our winner of the all-new ZG23 range of golf shoes from Adidas, only available this Friday. Joey, congratulations, mate. We had to give it to you because... You had a wee dabble over the weekend, and you got paid, and you've donated it to the local cyclone clean-up, so that has satisfied your soul mate. We need more people in the world like yourself, Joey. Congratulations!
9: Cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Absolutely stoked. But uh, our golf courses are a bit wet down here, brother. So uh, we're going to put those <laughs> shoes uh, up, and someone can make a donation, and uh, yeah. through your uh, admin boys there, and uh, they can they can take those shoes, boys.
1: Oh, awesome! So you're gonna you're gonna donate them back, and we're gonna raise some more money for the cyclone uh, affected areas.
9: Yep, we'll donate them back. Uh, obviously, they're not on the market yet. So some keen golfer out yep. there uh, will uh, grab themselves a pair of shoes and just make a donation that's suitable. And then uh, yeah, and away you go. And yeah, let's put them back into the put it back into the kitty for uh, for someone else, my bro.
1: Oh, you're a bloody champion, Joey. Awesome work, mate. Uh, you're, you're always about the people, and I know that you've been, you'll have been you be ripping into another day of, of cleaning up. What do you got planned in Gizzy today, Joey? Yeah,
9: yeah, we just uh, dropped off by uh, one of our guys at a Whare at Tekaraka, and now I'm just heading back uh, to town to grab some bits and pieces. Now we've got a list, and, uh, yeah, we're back out there. We've got about three houses today. A little bit more water damage because it's raining pretty hard uh, mm. down here overnight and today mm. and tomorrow, so just uh,
1: heading back to town to get a few sandbags and a few bits and pieces, and we'll be back out there for the day road, cleaning up three more fuddies today. Uh, oh, bro, oh, I just can't imagine. We need the the world to just give us a little bit of reprieve at the moment. She's pretty chaotic out there, and uh, are the stock banks all holding firm? Are we are like, not expecting another gush of water down those, those riverways? They will get a bit of water through them, but nothing too scary that's going to cause a bit of harm? Uh
9: the big flood over the weekend shut the shut the highway from Ormond uh, right through Tikaraka and all the way to uh, Matawai and through the gorge. So um, I was catering a wedding on Saturday and we had about 30 guests get caught in the in the in the gorge for about three hours. Turned up a bit late, but all good. But uh, yeah, plenty of rain. eh? just need a reprieve, especially for the coast. It's mm. it's just manic up there. They're uh, evacuated again last night in Tokamaru Bay. Um, yeah, we we just need a just need a bit of bit of sunshine is you know, that's all we need.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah, hard. Hopefully we can get uh, some sort of normality with our weather patterns coming going forward, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show, Joe from Gizzy, who has donated the shoes back to raise some more money. He's already donated three grand from his punt over the weekend and he's going to donate them back to raise even more money for the Cyclone Relief, mate. Appreciate all that you do, Joey, from Gizzy. Keep up the good work and give our love and thoughts. Steve, run there in Tairawhiti. I know you're doing it pretty tough.
9: All good, boys. We'll keep you on the radio all day and uh, keep our spirits up and hey, just uh, put on a rain jacket, bro, and get stuck in on the shovel. Cheers, boys. Yeah,
1: hey, beauty. Awesome. Good he's, man, uh, Joey. He's parking the golf club and getting the shovel out. can be... Oh, awesome. That gives me bloody goosebumps when you hear those stories when you you know, you make a wee bit on the side and you donate it all back. Yeah. And uh, Joey from Gizzy, he obviously knows my farno's been affected. He gave me a call on Friday and gave me a few ideas how we can raise some funds for all our farno there in Hawke's Bay that have lost our own house, our own whanau house. So plenty of people out there doing big things to help in the community. It's bloody awesome. Yeah, bloody nice,
4: awesome. Nice nice work, Joe. And uh maybe we we'll get the shoes. Track down to you, as you get a couple of signatures on them, mate. We put them up and and run an auction, online auction here at SCNZ for breakfast for the week, a silent auction. Mm. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, yeah, easy, easy. I'll get them signed. Ah, uh, might be. Do you know what the guy that's actually part of it, his name's Chris Marr He's actually here Wednesday. He's actually here Wednesday, and he's bringing a couple of pairs of those shoes down. Why don't I get those signed? I know we've got our own pair. We'll hold on to those. We'll get those signed from, you know, I think, uh, who we got here? We got uh, Stephen Fleming. got Brendan McCullum. Ian um, Botham. We got Hayden Patton. Ian Botham. So Ian Botham, I seen him yesterday. I'm going to try and get him on the show tomorrow to talk some more cricket. So we'll get him. Uh, you know, we had Jeremy Wells. There is plenty. Of, and then you got... Steve Alka who's playing in the tournament so well. I'll do that, I'll do that I'll get it hustled, I'll get them signed and uh, we'll get them up and we'll get them auctioned off eh? awesome, great idea Kimpy. thanks so much for that idea brother, appreciate it and well done to Joey, he won the the Adidas shoes but he's donated them back so let's raise some money for the Cyclone Relief there is plenty of people out there that have been affected some of those people that have been affected is our next guest, well he's not a guest he's a host, it's Smithy, coming up we'll have catch up with him Yes, welcome back. We're coming up to nine o'clock. We're going to cross the, uh, pass the baton over to Smithy, who's there in the Hawks Bay. How you doing, Smithy?
3: Yeah, really good, uh, Izzy. Really good indeed. Uh, enjoyed watching a lot of sport over the weekend. Uh, it was uh, absolutely oh. fantastic weekend. I feel like with Super Rugby back on, uh, almost back to normal. NRL this weekend, perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Life's getting back there. Yep,
1: and then you just flick it over to 62 and you watch a bit of trackside in between <laughs> halves and you just have a wee dabble, mate. Plenty of racing as well. Did you get paid? Uh,
6: boy, uh, this boy got paid a little bit, Israel. Just a little bit. Enough to cover the amber. Enough to cover the amber fluid for the weekend. It's <laughs> the down main one. rampers, the boat,
4: ramp, is, the uh, boat, boat ramp.
6: ramp, as Kempi calls it. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Can't wait to come <laughs> down there, Smithy, and sink a couple of those ambers with you.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: you're oh, always yeah, welcome,
0: Kemper. You're always welcome. You're always welcome. Awesome. So hey, I've,
1: I've uh, spent a wee bit in, of time you're in, there. In,
3: you're in Queenstown already? Of course he is.
1: Yeah, yeah, in, in <laughs> Queenstown. Yeah, you in Queenstown. But that's enough, yeah, you're, No Queenstown You're really
3: there earlier the, <laughs>
1: than really the most of the pros, for God's sake. Oh. Well, I'm expecting Bears to
0: be here today. Are you expecting the same? No, he'll be there maybe lunchtime tomorrow, I reckon. Once he (laughs) sobers up, (laughs) are they going to get the. They'll be too good, eh?